Christians gather at night on Christmas Eve. They gather at night on Good Friday. Tonight is a holy night, and we recall God's saving purpose for all the world. God's saving purpose is for all the world. He is the creator of all the world and of all the peoples that dwell upon it. We heard God's word read to us, proclaimed in several diverse languages. The readers told us a story, the narrative of the Bible itself. The opening line of the Bible marks the absolute beginning of our created space-time universe that in the beginning God created. The Gospel of John draws this to our minds, writing that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God and was God. He was in the beginning with God. The God that is revealed in the pages of Scripture is a God who exists for all eternity. A God who exists for all eternity, who freely and joyfully speaks this world into existence through His Word, His beloved Son. John tells us that all things were made through him, that is, through Christ. There's nothing that has been made apart from him. And John tells us that in Christ was life, and that that life was light. Light is extraordinary. I don't know what you think of when you think of light, but I will remember the first time when someone told me that light travels at 186,000 miles per second, which is a very difficult number to grasp. I remember being told that as a new driver and thinking that's a speed I could never obtain. 186,000 miles per second, light moves so rapidly. Scientists and scholars wonder if light is a wave or a particle, how it can be measured of what it consists of. But the light of scripture is something much, much more glorious than the light of the sun. The light in the opening chapter of the Bible and echoed in John chapter 1 is the light of the glory of God. God's person is radiant. Light is wrapped around him like a garment, the Psalms tell us. God's glorious light banishes darkness. In Christ is a light that shines and a light that banishes darkness. Darkness is powerless to put it out. John tells us that though the darkness try, the darkness is not able to overcome it. The Bible begins with God's free act of creation, speaking the world into existence, creating humanity in his image and likeness, and designing them to fill the earth with reflections of the radiance of God's glory in everything we say and everything we do and how we live. God purposes and intends to fill the earth out of the overflow of his joy and his love. And yet the Bible tells us that darkness comes in to deceive. Darkness comes in to draw us away from our Heavenly Father, to suggest to humanity that we can go our own way, determine good and evil by our own design. And we find ourselves exiled from Eden in a place of loneliness, a place of isolation, a place of fear, and of darkness. But the God of glory whose saving purpose stands at the center of Christmas, 
purposes to come and save. Purposes to come and to shine the radiance of his glory and scatter the darkness that covers the people's Israel's prophets saw the day coming when God's glory would come back and return again, that God's glory would shine upon the earth, his glory would arise, God's glory would shine, and with the radiance of his glory shining, that nations would stream toward that light. Not long ago, I had the privilege of teaching God's word in Lebanon. Students from all over the Middle East and, and Africa came to classes to learn God's word. One man came from Syria to come and par uh, participate in the class. He was pastoring in the midst of a civil war. He was pastoring in the midst of cultural violence, a deeply divided society, war raging around him, intense suffering. And I asked him, how is the church in Syria? And he said, our church has tripled in size since the start of the conflict. And I was stunned. I was searching within for an explanation for such dramatic growth. I think he sensed that I was searching for the explanation. And he looked at me and he said, when people see darkness as it truly is, they run toward the light. Whatever darkness you may be in or darkness that may seem nearby to you, I have good news of God's purpose. Sometimes darkness comes from without, circumstances beyond our control. We feel lost, uncertain of where to take the next step. We find ourselves in places of danger and fear. Sometimes darkness comes from within, from unsatisfied desires, ambitions that don't come from God. We find ourselves in confusion, needing the radiance of God's light to guide. Isaiah said that God's glory would come. Isaiah said that that glory would come specifically in the person of a child. In Isaiah 9, he says that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone, and that light Beloved appears for the world in the person of a child. A child born, a son given. A child unlike any other child. A child upon whose powerful, sovereign, benevolent shoulders all rule will rest. A child whose names proliferate with his attributes. He is called Wonderful Counselor. He speaks with wisdom to discern right from wrong, truth from error. His plans and purposes are carefully designed and his counsel speaks forth wonders. A child who's also rightly called himself Mighty God. A child born in real human flesh, and yet God incarnate would be this child. A child in relationship with his everlasting father, a child who exists for all eternity, yet born in the specific place of Bethlehem. A child who would be called the Prince of Peace. A child whose reign and rule will never come to an end. God's glory would come to save the world through the birth of a specific child. Wonderful, mighty, everlasting, 
bearer of peace. In Isaiah 49, we read of God the Father's conversation with God the Son. Isaiah 49, the Father speaks that it's too small of a thing that you should raise up the tribes of Jacob and bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you a light for the nations that my salvation might reach the end of the earth. God, the creator of the world, is the savior of the world. This specific birth of a specific child in a specific place and a specific time is, in fact, good news for all the earth. And these promises, God's sovereign design, come to pass in Bethlehem. Luke tells us that near the city, this small city known for the reign of David a thousand years before, in this place, there were shepherds out in the field. They were watching over their flock at night. And as they watched their flock, the heavens split open and the angel of the Lord appeared to them in radiant splendor. The glory of God illuminated the the darkness on that Bethlehem night. The shepherds, as they saw this angel in his reflection of the glory of the Lord, were terrified, filled with great fear. His presence was overwhelming, his glory luminous, and yet the angel speaks. The angel speaks, fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. God's coming to this world is a gospel for all people, all nations. The angel interprets the moment and explains why heaven and earth have joined this night. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The shepherds are instructed to go to a manger and find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, vulnerable yet infinitely powerful a child born to save a child whose names are wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace a child whose name is jesus for the lord will save his people from their sins a child whose name is emmanuel for God's presence has returned. A child who's rightly called son of David, son of Abraham, Savior, Christ, the Lord himself. The shepherds find their way toward the infant king and suddenly they lift their eyes and see together with the angel a multitude of the heavenly armies bursting forth in praise. The heavenly armies declare praise to God and interpret for the shepherds and all who hear their account tonight. The heavenly armies proclaim glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. Glory to God in the highest. His saving plan and purpose is realized. Peace on earth among those with whom he is pleased. The ESV translates. Peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. The King James Version is familiar to many. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. The expression that's used here is to be people of good pleasure. People of God's favor. 
It's the very language that God the Father uses to Christ the Son. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Tonight on Christmas Eve, we gather in the evening to celebrate the arrival of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. If you stand in a place of darkness without or within, I commend to you Jesus, the light of the world. He has laid aside his heavenly glory to be born in this world, to be born in a fullness of humanity, God in the flesh, come to save, to banish darkness with the glory of his presence. Jesus, the light of the world, whose birth we celebrate and mark tonight, will live a life of perfect communion with the Father, of perfect obedience to his word and will. And it will be the infant king who grows to maturity and pleases the Father, accomplishing his will, who will offer his life as a ransom for the sin of the world. Christians gather in the evening twice each year, Christmas Eve and Good Friday. If the Christmas story seems strange and unfamiliar to you, you are welcome in this place. If the Christmas story seems too good to be true, you are welcome in this place. If the love of God in the face of Jesus seems too overwhelming for you, you are welcome in this place. Tonight, I bring you good news, not my own. Good news of great joy from God the Father for all the world. Tonight, we remember Jesus born in Bethlehem, and we place our faith in him who would grow to offer his life for the sin of the world. Tonight we celebrate him and he, we mark his birth with light and the lighting of candles, the singing of songs. But tonight we express our trust in his saving mission by partaking together of his broken body and shed blood. Tonight I invite you to join me in this unique Christian celebration. It's a celebration that's rooted in Jesus' words and actions. For on the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread in the presence of his disciples and broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Jesus lifted the cup of thanksgiving and told his disciples that this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I want to invite us now to prepare our hearts to partake of the broken body and shed blood of Christ. Tonight, you can place your trust in Christ, even if for the very first time. And if you see in the birth of Christ, the glory of God, the light of the world, and the place where darkness is banished in your life, you are welcome to partake with us. If you see the glory of God reflected in the face of Christ, the light of the world, then I invite you to come. We're going to sing a hymn 
O come, all you faithful. And I invite you to make the lyrics of this song your prayer, to come full of faith, entrusting your life to Jesus, whose powerful, sovereign hands are powerful to save. He is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I invite you to sing with me, to prepare your hearts, and then we'll partake together. Would you pray with me? Precious Lord Jesus, we stand humbly in your presence. We celebrate your birth, your coming to this world. Lord, you have life in you and light in you. Would you shine tonight in the heart of each one? Would you shine tonight among the nations? Would you banish darkness from this world wherever it seeks to encroach? And would you light the light of your countenance upon us and give us peace? We come full of faith to you, worthy object of our trust. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.